QRCast Podcast Emporium. What if cats had hands? Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper. Across the room from me is Dexstar, chewing on something that I'm worried about. And with me today, talking to me actually, is Jordan Sams. So uh, today we're talking about someone who I have an opinion on, and who I don't hate, slash are bored of immediately. Yay. Wait, who was the first person we talked about? It's a in-betweener. Yeah. So, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so with the Invisible Woman. Yay. About, yeah, so Sue Storm. Yeah. The third best, th- wait, third best Fantastic Four member? Well, I kind of do agree with you about <gasps> uh, Ms. Reed Richards, so he's definitely the last of the four. Yeah, he's actually, I if I could put him, like, lower... I would, but I can't. See, <laughs> could you include Franklin though? Like, because he's technically part of the Fantastic Four. Sometimes I'm going to. I could also probably put Valerie also on there too. So he's sixth. No, he's sixth. Okay, I could. I could easily do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but she's like the third, my third favorite, mostly because uh, for so long she played Team Mom. Yeah. And for long stretches of time, she was pregnant, so she just didn't do anything. And then she was written by Roy Thomas, who went through a divorce and was just like, I hate women. It made her awful. And then, like, John Burns kind of brought her back and made her Invisible Woman as an Invisible Girl. This was after she had a child for about four years. As well, I never read much of Fantastic Four, but I did always like the later trope that they had with her were basically the strong defender. Well, she's technically, if you go by, like, power-wise, if you use her power for what it actually is, she's definitely the most powerful member. Yeah. Like, by leagues. By light years. Yeah, and, and that's kind of one of the things I always like, that they have the potential to be, uh, like, godlike powerful but they're just such a nice person that they they don't they don't always go that far. Like she can make invisible swords. Yeah, or to ch- straight up choke people. Like like she doesn't even need to stab someone. She could be like, "Hey, you know your mouth? You can't use it now." Oh wait, your nose is plugged up all of a sudden. I wonder why. Oh, you no. You're oh no, you're choking. What are whatever we gonna do? Oh, you're trying to punch me. You can't. Oh, you're running out of oxygen. Or she could she could straight up make like beams of like concussive force that is almost impossible to break. Yeah, I mean it's 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 one of those things where like you wonder why why other people haven't like thought of these things ahead of time or or did more stuff with it. The unfortunate thing is that she tends to take backseat to Reed Richards because dude writers. Yeah. And she's gotten a little bit more she had more agency and stuff later on, and she was very important later on, but now she's just hanging out with Franklin and Reed. Make it with a cosmic cube? 
No, with Molecule Man, I think. Outside of reality? Like, no, like, after Secret Wars, after, like, Doctor Doom did, like, the cool thing and be like, I've been a god a few times, I don't like doing it anymore. And then Reader's just like, hey, I'm gonna not be around. I'm just like, yay. <laughs> but fortunately, he had to take Franklin with him, which is... Uh... How much better would would a Namor invisible or Sue relationship be? Be so great. So much better. You know who's really awesome? Namor. <laughs> he is so cool. He's so ripped. It's so and cool. And he's clearly the best. Didn't he used to like own a company by the sea for a while too? Like, wasn't he like a co- corporate CEO for a while? Yeah, he owned a, uh, I think he owned a movie theater. I mean, a movie studio. It's yeah. mostly Fantastic Four. It was an early Silver Age story. But, uh, yeah, but I think it'd be better if him and the Sue was just like, yo, let's, let's do that thing where we make out a lot and do things that are like, mostly good but sometimes really bad together like invade wakanda (laughs) that never goes well though yeah it's like well i mean he did kind of destroy a large part of wakanda Uh. he was also powered up by the phoenix force though it was part of that really dumb awful event avengers versus x-men but that whole thing with the phoenix egg and stuff that came out of that, where like, hey, I have this phoenix egg, I'm going to hatch it and get the phoenix force. It did lead to one of my favorite panels in Secret War, where oh. Cyclops is just like, yo, I'm going to get the phoenix power and just beat up Doctor Doom in his god state. And, and Doctor Doom just straight up teleported on him, held his hand and crumbled him to dust. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. He shouldn't have said his plan out loud. Well, I mean, he's Cyclops. He's awful, and he's bad yeah. at planning. <laughs> yeah, but Two Storm is, like, real cool. Like, I, I like her a lot. It's just, again, as I said before, she's one of the, one of the longer-standing Marvel Universe characters, mm-hmm. so it's hard to talk about specific things about her, because mm-hmm. they get retconned away, or the stories go on for too long. Usually it's just better to sometimes just think of specific runs where she was awesome. Yeah, I, um, I actually, uh, the Ultimate Fantastic Four, which I am a fan of, uh, she was, she was really great. She was basically like the, uh, she was almost on par with Reed on, hmm. like, bi- uh, biological stuff. Hmm. Like, she was pretty much the reason why Reed, uh, was able to do, like, experiments on the thing without turning him into a black hole or something, because that's what he does. He's one of the smartest people in the world, and he just makes all of his problems, and then be like, hey, I fixed that problem I made, and expect people to think he's a hero. Well, also, also, there was a really creepy thing in the early days. They retconned this. But where Reed was, like, basically like a professor type thing to Sue before they got married. And she was, like, real young. Mm. Yeah, they retconned it. Good going there. But that was a thing. Like, like, could you not, Stanley? Like, you're also the reason why, like, Xavier was, like, perving on, like, 15-year-old Jean Grey for so long. Like, could you not? Yeah, let's not talk about that stuff, because I'm feeling icky. 
Um, she also spent a lot of her uh, early years pregnant, so she wasn't <laughs> in her stories. Really, Sue Storm is just a uh, good example of how badly women were treated. Yeah. For so long. She's one of the reasons the Marvel Universe exists. There used to not be a Marvel Universe. It just used to be Marvel stories. She was badly treated for so long. And it wasn't until she became Malice, who I'm going to talk about now, is uh, which she became, like, the bad form of herself. Dark Phoenix to Phoenix. And and honestly, it was totally like John Byrne being like, hey, I hate you, Chris Claremont. I'm going to make my own Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's for real. That's what it was. And she just became like, hey, I'm going to dress up in dominatrix gear and, and so, beat people up real bad. I know it's petty, but things done out of spite always kind of make me smile. I think there's this story about uh, uh a guy who... Like, he tried to patent hand soap or something like that, and he couldn't get the patent, but it was like a liquid thing. So he had, so what he ended up doing was getting the patent on the squeeze bottle, like on the, the squeeze nozzle thing. So he lost out on the, on the dish soap, but they couldn't, they couldn't put it in bottles without paying him for, cause he owned the patent on the, the, on the, on the dispenser. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh but um but speaking of uh Dark Phoenix but Sue Storm Malice and apparently also she was the marauder at one point Really? Huh. Let me let me see what that is. Are you was it a there was a marauder named Malice or was it actually Sue Storm as Malice on or Sue Storm on the marauder team? And also no, wait. No, it is a marauder member. So, Malice, who is the piece of jewelry? Wait, is that why he named it Malice? What? That might be why he named it Malice. Because Malice, who was in the Marauders, yeah, was a Chris Claremont creation. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, so, so Malice was a demonic force of unknown origin. Who has ties to the hate monger and Magus. Huh. Let me see who Magus is. Magus is uh, Adam Warlock's the- evil side. Yes, I just remembered that. I, I said it wrong. I say Magus normally. I don't know if I said I, Magus. You know what? I I very rarely actually see the words said out loud. Yeah, I always say it Magus in my head, so I should probably say it that way. Um, But, like, the hate monger who... Uh, is problematic. Oh, yeah. Okay, Let's wait, just... I think I remember him, yeah. Um, so... So, the hate monger was the name adopted by Adolf Hitler's consciousness through many cloned bodies. <laughs> and his outfit is... A purple KKK Robin Hoods with an H on it, and he has a gun that makes people hate. Yep. Uh, and I know I said this, I know we did this before, but Hitler uh, has his own thing on Comic Vine, and it's like, yeah, that's something. He's been in so many issues. <laughs> and apparently, apparently, uh, he first started in Amazing Mystery Funnies, 
uh, 13, number 13, <laughs> rocket ship race. So that's the origin of Hitler. So yeah, he is, he's Hitler. And also there's some real bad stories about the hate monger. Be like, I hey, we made all these people super racist. But yeah, after this, she became the invisible woman and she cut her hair to look like a bad mullet. You don't like the, the shortcut? Uh, see, I don't mind having it short, cut short. It's just don't do the whole business in front part in the back thing. Like she has the same hair as Johnny Storm in this era. Ooh. And like, if it wasn't, that she had the telltale signs of eyelashes and lipstick. You would be be like, hey, that's Johnny Storm. During the glam metal, metal stage. Also, is it problematic that her power is that she turns invisible? I I think it's just how, how it's used. Well, I mean, yes, it was used in a very bad way. So, I mean, okay. like, I think how it was treated and stuff like that, because, I mean, uh, like, remember, uh, What's her name from Violet from The Incredibles? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it was a reflex that, you know, when she was nervous or something like that, she would turn invisible. So, like, you know, there's 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 stuff you can play with that, but they never well, actually really did it well for Invisible Woman. Well, like, I feel like, I, well, first off, like, you could tell that Brad Bird uh, was just like, hey, Fantastic Four, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Because, like, like, the Incredibles would not exist without the Fantastic Four. Um, because, look, it's the Fantastic Four. (laughs) (laughs) The thing just looks like a dude. And we can't do fire because that would give it away. So we just gave the, the impulsive young guy whose powers only help him. Who's also blonde and blue eyed. (laughs) We gave him super speed instead. It's the fire powers. Like, but it makes sense for like a teen, for like a teenager, like boy or girl. That, yeah. Like, like it, like it seems like a manifestation of yeah. like awkwardness and just and, or anxiety stuff. or things like that. Yeah. Uh, what you doing? Uh, oh, uh, so I, uh, co-host a podcast called Warren Beast with some friends. Uh, we basically are rewatched all of the Beast. Beast Wars Transformers cartoon, and we're we just finished up, and we're actually going to uh, head on to the pseudo uh, second like second series called Beast Machines. I'm not sure how that's going to go, but we're probably going to do a couple of bonus episodes beforehand, including possibly like the old 1985 or 86 movie. I always forget if it's 85 or 86. Oh, I never watched Beast Wars because the CGI scared me. Yeah, I mean. Uh, there's times when, like, the CGI kind of, you know, shows its age, but considering, like, there's a lot of interesting things about it. Like, I mean, we will, we all, like, at least three of us always look back on it with a lot of nostalgia. And Oh, it, all the memories I have of it is like, no, let's not watch this, it's scary. <laughs> but I was going to say, like, it was one of those shows that uh came at just like the right time when you realized that people were actually writing this this the story like they were basically trying to write a story instead of making a toy commercial uh, i don't want to do the plugs again um <laughs> just go to the curacast group and maybe throw me some money if you like bye bye i mean sorry no no can't you just be, be can't you 
please feed my cat when I'm not going to be here for a week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.